Good morning, everybody. Happy Daylight Savings time. Glad you guys all made it to church this morning. And uh, for those of you just waking up, welcome. Uh, If you're like me, you are now thoroughly hungry because of all the food videos and because of Megan's (laughs) wonderful description of Toro. Uh, But that's good. I invite us this morning to actually feel that hunger because we are in a series called Awaken the Senses where we're using our human senses as a doorway to a deeper understanding of God's call in our life. And today we're, we're exploring the sense of taste. And so use the hunger to actually understand a deeper, uh, a deeper yearning for our hunger for God's call in our life. This morning, we have the privilege of having the Reverend Brandon Bolden from Park Windsor Baptist Church. Uh, one of our sister American Baptist churches in Los Angeles, who's going to be speaking on the sense of taste. And you may have remembered at the first week of this series, I actually talked about Brandon, who, uh, like many people in the pandemic, uh, lost his sense of taste. And so um, I think you'll be blessed by his wisdom, his spirit, and his heart for God this morning. And let's invite, uh, welcome Brandon to our virtual pulpit. Good morning, Evergreen Baptist Church. I mean, it's such a pleasure, such an honor for me to be able uh, to be with you on this morning. I pray that your morning has been blessed. If your morning has been blessed, go ahead and drop inside of the comment section, blessed, blessed, blessed. Uh, First, giving all honor to God, who's the head of my life, to my beautiful wife, Paige, to Pastor Jason, the administrative staff, the pastoral staff, Uh, to all of the members, the visitors, to all those who are working behind the scenes in order to get this stream to you, Uh, to all of you that are watching this in real time and those that will will be watching this on the replay. Um, It is such an honor, such a privilege for me to be able to share the gift that God has given me with his people. Um, It is to my understanding that you all have been inside of a series um, on the census. And today I am tasked Uh, We're talking to you about the sense of taste and how that may relate to our relationship with God. And so I'm excited about that. And so I want us to go ahead, pray, uh, read the word, and then let's get into it. Uh, So Father God, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity uh, to be able to dig inside of your word. Uh, We pray right now, Lord God, that you would open up our hearts and that you would pour out your word, Lord God. Prepare the soil of our hearts, Lord God. So that as a seed of your word goes forth, that it lands on good soil and that it brings forth fruit, some 10, some 20, some 30 fold. Um, God, we want you to do something amazing. We want this to not just be another sermon, Lord God, that goes through one ear and out the other. But God, we want your anointing to fall fresh and we want to uh, be transformed by your word this morning. And so, God, we open up ourselves to you right now and say, have your way. Sit me down, God, stand up and speak to your people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, Church family, today we're going to be looking at Numbers, uh, the 11th chapter, verses 4 through 9. Uh, Old Testament, again, Numbers, 11th chapter, verses 4 through 9. I'll be reading from the NASB version, the NASB version, and it reads like this. The rabble who were among them had greedy desires. And also the sons of Israel wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish we used to eat free in Egypt. 
and the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic. But now our appetite is gone. There was nothing at all to look at except this, this manna. Now the manna was like coriander seed and its appearance like that of bedellium. The people would go about and gather it and grind it between two millstones or beat it in the mortar and boil it in the pot and make cakes with it. And its taste was as the taste of cakes baked with oil. When the dew fell on the camp at night, the manna would fall with it. May the Lord add a blessing of the reading and hearing of his holy word. Uh, church family, um, if I had to give this message a title, I would phrase it in the form of a question. And that, that question would be this. What do you have a taste for? Let me ask that again. What do you have a taste for? I remember when I was a, a kid, my mother, she would go inside of the kitchen and she would make something to eat. And after she was done eating, excuse me, after she was done cooking, I would go inside of the kitchen, I would look at the food, and I didn't want to eat it. Now, I grew up in a household that you had to eat whatever mama cooked, so of course I ate it, right? But I didn't want to eat it. And it wasn't because it wasn't good. It wasn't because I didn't like it, right? But it was simply because I had a taste for something different. In other words, I had a desire for something that was different than what had been prepared for me. And I'm sure I'm not the only person that's been there before. I'm sure that there are some of you right now where uh, you have uh, been invited to uh, somebody's house, to an event, to a party, and they made some food. And you didn't want it, not because you didn't like the food specifically, but simply because you had a taste for something different. They made fish, but you wanted chicken. They made chicken, but you wanted beef. They made nothing but meat, but you wanted a vegetarian option. You had a taste for something different. In other words, you had a desire for something that was different than what had been prepared for you. And inside of this life church family, God has prepared so much for us, so much for us. But the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes, sometimes we have a taste and a desire for something that is different than what God has prepared for us. For instance, God has prepared for us to walk in holiness and to walk in righteousness. But the truth of the matter is, is that sometimes we have a taste. We have a desire for sin. God is also, he's prepared for us to walk inside of his purposes. But sometimes we have a taste. We have a desire to walk in our own purposes. I don't know about you, but I know that there are moments and times when I want to do my own thing. There are times inside of our lives where we want to control our own lives. We want to be able to be Lord over our own, our, our own lives. But God prepared to be ruler over our own lives. He prepared to control our lives. He prepared to be the authority figure inside of our lives. But sometimes we have a taste we have a desire for something different than what God has prepared for us. And inside of our text this morning, the Israelites, they are in somewhat of a similar situation. And to give us a little context, a little background behind all of this, uh, God has delivered the Israelites out of 400 plus years of slavery. And he's brought them inside of the wilderness. And while they're inside of the wilderness, God has made... Um, 
uh, an ability or food preparations for them. And he does something very miraculous. He, he allows this stuff called manna, all right, which is like this seed-like food product. He allows it to fall with the dew at night so that when they woke up inside of the morning, they would see the manna, they would gather the manna, they would take it, they would grind it, boil it, and then they would make it into these cake uh, wafer-like food products. And then they would eat it. Now, even though the text calls them cake, this is, is not birthday cake, right? This is a uh, little sweet and it tastes like olive oil. So this is not the best tasting thing inside of the world, right? This is not your mother's recipe, right? This is not your mother's favorite recipe, all right? So after eating this after a while, the Israelite, they get tired of it. And they begin to have a taste for something different. And so they begin to talk to each other. And they begin to reminisce about their times back in Egypt when they were enslaved. And they begin to tell each other, they said, do you remember? Do you remember the fish? Can you smell it? Do you remember the fish that we used to eat back in Egypt when we were enslaved? The free fish that we used to eat back in Egypt? Do you remember the, the melons and the leeks and the onions and the garlic and the cucumbers? Do you remember all of those spices that we used to have at our disposal for free back in Egypt? Now, I don't want you to miss this. What I find so interesting about this is that the Israelites, they were enslaved for over 400 years. And yet they're able to fix their mouth and say, that all of their food options, their fish, their cucumbers, they caught all of that free. We were enslaved for over 400 years, but all the fish was free. Because the Israelites are allowing their taste, their physical taste buds to guide them and lead them, the Israelites would rather be eating fish all day and be enslaved than to be eating manna and be free. And when I thought about that, I started to wonder, I, I said, I wonder how many times, how often do we as Christians, do we allow our physical taste buds, our physical desires, our physical taste, how many times do we allow that to cause us or lead us to make physical decisions that have spiritual implications. Now, to give us a couple examples of this, I want you to think about your budget, for instance. Now, outside of your rent, outside of your mortgage, food is your most costly item on your budget, if you have one. And even if you don't, food is expensive. And so one of the things that we do to remedy that situation, we go to the grocery store, we buy some groceries, we bring our groceries back home, we put it inside the refrigerator. Now we might cook, I don't know about you, maybe I can speak for myself, I take that food and I might cook that night or my wife might cook that night and we might have a good meal with the groceries that, that we went and shopped for that night. But the next day or later on that week, I get inside my car, I go out, I look at a billboard, I see something on my phone, I smell something, and all of a sudden, I develop a taste for something. Anybody ever been there before? Right, you got some food in the, in the refrigerator at home, but now you have a taste for something, and the taste that you have does not line up with what you have in your refrigerator at home. So then what do you do? 
we go out, we find a restaurant to be able to satisfy that desire. Next thing you know, you spend 15, 20, even $30 sometimes on some food in order to satisfy what you had a taste for. You had food in the refrigerator, but now you had a different taste. And so at this point, we are no longer being good stewards over the financial resources that God has given us anymore. Uh-oh. And it's all started with what we had a taste for. Here's a second way to think about it. I don't know about you, but for me, there are some food items that are unhealthy for me that I sometimes have a taste for. And see, here's the thing. I know that they're unhealthy for me, but when I go and, and, I, and I bite into those unhealthy food items, in the moment, it is so good. It's the most delicious thing inside of the world. But an hour or two later, I end up with a headache or I, or I end up with a stomachache. And here's the thing. I know, I know that the unhealthy food items are going to actually lead to a headache or lead to a stomachache, but I still do it. So now I'm no longer being a good steward over the body, over this temple that God has given to me. And it all started with what I had a taste for. And this is why I think it is so important uh, for us to really consider what we put into our mouths, what we consume, what we have a taste for. Reason being is because whatever we have a taste for, it doesn't just stay in our mouths, but it goes down our esophagus into our stomachs and our body begins to process all of that. And when our body processes it, depending on whether or not that food item was healthy or unhealthy, will determine whether or not it brings energy to our body or it takes energy away. Now, likewise, in our relationship with God, there is a lot of things that can also feed our spirit, right? The books we read, the television shows we watch, the movies we watch, the music we listen to, the social media pages we follow, the people, the friends that we hang around. All of these things, they feed our spirit. And we have a taste for some of these things. We have a desire for some of those things. And depending on whether or not those things are healthy or unhealthy will determine whether or not those things bring energy to our relationship with God or it strips energy away from our relationship with God. And so my question to all of us is this today. What do you have a taste for? Now, I know that we're in an abbreviated service, and so I want to end with this. Since September of last year, I haven't been able to taste or smell. I've been able to to taste things like sour, spicy, sweet, and uh, salt and salt. But if you were to give me a, a orange and a lemon and I was to close my eyes, I wouldn't be able to tell you the difference between the two, except perhaps maybe by the level of sourness or the level of sweetness. And one day I went over to my brother-in-law's house and we were just talking and it came up and I told him that I hadn't been able to smell or taste for over a year. And my brother-in-law, he said, 
you know what, Brandon? This might be a great opportunity for you to become a vegetarian. And I looked at him and I said, mm, nah, mm -mm. not because there's anything wrong uh, with being a vegetarian, but simply because I'm not there yet, right? And so when I took a step back and I really thought about what he was saying, when you really boil it down, he was saying this. Brandon, since your taste buds, since your taste can no longer be fully satisfied by the unhealthy things that you used to desire, you might as well go ahead and change your eating habits. Now listen, church family, though I am praying and I am hoping that God restores my physical taste and my physical smell back, it is my prayer that all of us that's listening to this right now, it is my prayer that we begin to increasingly lose our taste for things that are unhealthy for our relationship with God. That we begin to increasingly lose our taste to be able to hang out with the wrong crowd to lose our taste from following certain social media pages, to lose our taste from, from looking at certain things and from watching certain things and listening to certain things so that we can then turn around and develop a taste and a desire for Jesus Christ and him alone. Because you see, the truth of the matter is this. Only Jesus can fully satisfy your desires. Jesus says it this way in John 6, 35. He describes himself as the bread of life. He is literally the manna from heaven. And he says that those who come after me, they will never hunger again. Those who believe in me, they will never thirst again. And no, um, he may not necessarily be talking about physical taste or physical hunger, but we all got taste and we all got hunger in our soul and inside of our spirit. And if we just chase him, if we desire him, if we change our taste and we say, God, I only have a taste for you, he will satisfy us. So instead of being able to run to other things inside of life and trying to and try to satisfy our desires with those things, we can satisfy our desire with the only thing that will ever satisfy us to begin with. And that is Jesus Christ himself. And so as we go to the table of the Lord today, I want us to do a couple things. The first thing that I want us to do is this. Uh, the word of God, it teaches us to evaluate ourselves when we come to the table of the Lord. And so I want us to do an evaluation, take an assessment and ask yourself, what do I have a taste for? What is it that I might have a taste for that is contrary to Jesus? The second thing that I want us to do is that when we take of the bread and take of the cup, as we, as we put, place it inside of our mouth, may that be a proclamation that says, Jesus, you are the only one that can satisfy my soul's hunger and my soul's desire. You are the only one that can satisfy my taste. Church family, it's been an awesome time to be able to share uh, this word with you on today. I pray that you've been blessed just as I have been blessed. May God bless you.
and may your spiritual taste buds be forever changed. God bless you.